1: Hello there, welcome to the show, it's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you a 10% discount on your legal fees at solicitors.couk forward slash the square ball, 15% on wills conveyancing and probate until the end of January 2023, same web address, have a look at that. Dan Michael and Moscow here doing the TSB Guide to Losing at Sutton. Ah. Oh.
2: Switch off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Happy days. Spoiler alert. I know we kind of, uh, we have existential dread around Leeds United and Terror, but we can look back at these and laugh now, can't, can't we? Can't um- we?
3: Yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, the reason we're covering this this week is cuz it was the last time we got as far as the FA Cup fourth round was Sutton United uh televised clash. What year is it, Michael? 2017. 2017. Oh. Yes, yeah, so this is this was our our last good year in the cup. Wow. If you can call it that. We've beaten
1: Cambridge and that was it. But still, what score was that Cambridge game? We won 2-1. Well, we, we, there was that at home it was, wasn't it? I think we
2: made a right uh pig of that as well. No, we can't
1: be at home because we're not allowed to do that in the FA Cup, no. are we?
3: Never hope. No, we made that difficult too. But having got past them, we
1: we drew a, got a nice easy game in the next round. Well, so what? where was League United at this point then? What were we like? Because Gary Monk was the boss here. It was kind of going all right. It, it didn't start brilliantly, but then we kind of hit some good form, didn't we, after that? We were third at, we were, the, at this point.
2: We were surprisingly good. We managed to get through the vital League Cup tie at Fleetwood when um, we lost, didn't we? Against Fleetwood. Did we beat them? In... No, we had, we had a
3: League Cup run this year as well. We we got past, I've written it on here, Fleetwood, Luton, Blackburn and Norwich
2: and then we lost to Liverpool. But we were losing at Fleetwood and Massimo Cellino was ready to sap Gary Monk after like three uh, games, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um,
2: because we weren't playing well enough. But then, and then Luton is the game when Cellino was on a train drunk <laughs> coming back. Um, just <laughs> like slagging off everything to do with the club and he was promising to change the badge and all these kind of things and it was just like, yeah, Gary Monk had been a bit of a surprise appointment, particularly to Steve Evans, because he thought he was still in the job <laughs> um, over the summer. And, because, and only Steve thought that. Um, Cholino had been saying, no, I can never work with another English manager. I don't know if he thought Stephen Evans was English and was going to Italy to, to find a special manager and he came back and just gave it to Gary Monk. He was actually a reptile, I believe. Mm. Yes, although we didn't know that at the time. At the time, Gary Monk had been uh, Premier League Swansea manager and... It sort of seemed like that was quite a big appointment but then just seemed to be getting sucked into the Chileno vortex at the start of the season came through that came through uh nearly um, punching Adam Pope in a post-match interview as well It's quite uh, when he was asked about the I, team's identity. Identity, yes. identity when he was asked to define that I reckon Popey would have taken him he's oh, a big boy he's, he's a big boy yeah. but yeah. all, all that came through and we started winning we're up to third and um, through to the fourth round of the FA Cup and on a, yeah, hot, on a hot streak of
1: talent as well, Moscow. Let's not forget the Forest goal.
2: Ooh, Mone, yeah, I was about to say, Dakar Dekaru just totally you bowed in a volley, which was incredible. So things were, were really kind of cooking. It and as, as it's probably worth mentioning as well. Surely at this time as well, Andrea Rodrizzani just like bought half the club, hadn't he? That was just going on, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Where he was kind of turning up and was going to bail this new... Chilino would have been quiet, but Chilino had also been um, in a a sting by the Daily Telegraph offering (laughs) to sell a percentage of the club to an agency in a complete contravention of all the FA rules and regulations so that they could have their players passing through. So everything that was good, Pontus Janssen had arrived, Kyle Bartley, Luke Ayling, all those kinds of things were were coming together. Um, And then we had this promise of a new owner, but it was... All quite, still quite difficult, and a little bit difficult to believe in us being any good. Which is why perhaps this match helped.
1: They were eighty-three league places below us, sort of mid-table in the national league. What's that one? Now? Is that the Vanarama now, as it is in modern-day parlance? I'm going to say yes.
3: It's the one below the League Two, anyway. Right, that yeah. one. But they only came. Up, they came up from the Conference South the year before,
1: so they were. Oh, so they'd, they'd come from the regional league into that yeah, one, right? So yeah.
3: The, the height of their powers, but they'd beat. I mean, they'd beaten in Dartford, they'd beat in Cheltenham, they'd beaten in FC Wimbledon. Some so big names to, in to there reach
1: this. Yeah, so a few changes in the lineup, which is one of the big talking points that emerged from this game and kind of made Leeds fans who watched it until they go, hmm, that's interesting. Because uh, the previous league game against Forest, we had a back four of uh, Luke Ayling, Kyle Bartley, Pontus Janssen and, and Kitana Berardi. Do it in the proper order that the song was. Well, I'll, you sing it. On. <laughs> Pontus Janssen, Kyle Bartley, Luke Ayling and Berardi. I was just reading left to right, but you did it far better than I. Obviously, um, Rob Green and Goss. That's a, that's a fairly solid back five. You've got um, Union O'Kane, Liam Bridcut in front of them. Solid midfield uh, with Roof, Hernandez, Dallas, and Wood completing the lineup, which is a fairly strong lineup actually. When you look at it, isn't it really by uh, by twenty seventeen standards?
2: You can see why we were bothering the playoffs, but you can also see why perhaps we were not as strong in some areas um, as other areas. So some changes to the lineup for this game
1: um, Marco Silvestri found himself in goal uh, back four of Louis Coyle yeah there's no song for these you can do these in order <laughs> Oh, or can I rock it? <laughs> some kid called Mackay which we'll yep. come on to in a second fella called Luke uh, Luke Cooper Liam Cooper um, and Tyler Denton mm. have I got all the names right there that's correct yeah yep. and then we've got Elon Musk's ex-wife in midfield with um, somebody called Whitehouse and Stuart Dallas the band yep Stuart Dallas made the cut here uh, with Calvin Phillips uh, in behind the front two in a, what looked like a midfield diamond with um, Marcus Antonsen and uh, Sullivan Dukara up front. So quite a few changes there to this. Do you think maybe Gary Monk was trying to make a point about the January window here?
3: Well, that was the thing, wasn't it? We were uh, The theory was he was saying, look how terrible everyone outside the first team is. And he did make that point. I suppose <laughs> He made it quite emphatically in this feels game. feels like, not for the first time, Stuart Dallas had quite a lot
1: on his shoulders here.
3: He did bless him, and this was this was Calvin Phillips and Liam Cooper one as well, wasn't it? <laughs> this was Liam Cooper's season where he'd been displaced by Kyle Bartley, and everyone was like, ah, he's never going to play for us again. We've got Pontus Janssen, he's great. Uh, I mean, in fairness, Liam Cooper as well. Come on, didn't do himself any favors in this in this game either, did he? So mm-hmm. yeah, it was a change team, but I think looking at it, there were definitely concerns about Macai and Whitehouse in particular. But the rest of them were all professional footballers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is worth adding as well. We had a couple of away games in the following week after this at Blackburn and Huddersfield. So the, a bit of rotation was to be expected, I think, given the, how onerous the league campaign is in the championship.
3: Yeah, and, it, and in defence, I know his career hasn't... Well, neither the their careers of panned out leads, but Coyle is a, a decent right-back and has gone on to play pretty well.
2: He's captain of Hull, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, gone, on, like, he's playing, gone on... Like seems to be playing as his as way... the whole town. I think he's playing his way into like becoming a bit of a hull city legend. He's captain probably will be manager at some point. I'm and glad he's found his forever home. Yeah, it feels that way and it's um a whole still in the championship. Yes. Right. That's fine. So if you can be captain of a championship team, you're a good footballer, aren't you? So he's doing um he's doing all right for himself. Tyler Denton um never recovered from being sent on loan to Michael Brown's hated Port Vale. An absolute um Curse upon anybody not only to be sent to the team that robbed Leeds City of our rightful place in the uh, football league in 1919, but at a time when they were managed by the person who robbed our midfield of any quality whatsoever um, around 2011, 12. in uh, Michael Brown. So that was never going to do him any good, and um, kind of dropped down the leagues. Where is he now? Is it Kings? Is he Kingsling still?
1: Yeah, Kingsling, so. Kingsling, <laughs> Kingsling, yes. Kindling. Yes, Um, that team selection and the the two that stand out as we mentioned there when I'm reading through it. Mackay and Whitehouse. Paul Mackay, Billy Whitehouse. Who were they, Michael? (laughs) Well, there are two two Mackay boys, Paul
3: and Jack, both sons of Willie Mackay. Who was the
1: agent of Ross McCormack. Yeah. Among others, lots of links to France and England and we signed a number of his French
2: landfill players, didn't we, in the... uh, Two thousands post, uh, but was it just before we got relegated? Yeah, it was the season we got relegated. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get relegated, sign a bunch of players from uh, William Mackay's agency. Nothing Don, could possibly go As wrong.
3: Doncaster successfully did years later as well. Just yeah. sign all these people and watch your club drop through the fucking floor. <laughs> so, they, so he's got his two sons at the club, um, and also his nephew is Billy Whitehouse. Mm. Now they all came to be at, at Leeds mm. at the same time. At the same time, that um, is that is quite something, isn't it? It is unusual, yeah, because particularly because we're third in the championship at this point and we've got people, we're signing people from Doncaster who are in League One yeah, and shitter than us.
2: I mean, Pontus Janssen came from Torino, didn't he, mm. in Serie A? And uh, Kyle Bartley came from West Brom. Yeah.
3: Premier and, League West Brom oh, at the time. Oh, was yeah. it not Swansea?
2: No, it was Matt Grimes. Okay, I'm confused. Oh, actually, oh no, actually, not. yeah, might be Carl Bartley. Carl Bartley been, was, was from Swansea, he was Swansea at this Swansea, time. Sorry, you're and right. then he went to West But still, Premier League Swansea. So we were we were fishing in big ponds and Doncaster and Doncaster.
3: Yeah, so we signed we signed the Mackay twins. We get them when Steve Evans is manager. We get there our January signings, 2016. Good solid transfer window. So they're they've <laughs> they've barely played for Doncaster either of them. They're considered surplus to requirements. Can't get anywhere near their team. So, so where are you going to move from there? So where so they move up? Actually. To us, <laughs> yeah. Then in August 2016, we go back to Doncaster for a 20-year-old winger who never plays in mm. Billy Whitehouse. And right. a, Again, another another solid acquisition. You would think. Yeah, yeah. So this was the only Tell game. You what,
1: do you know what? Can I just stop you? I'd say that's really interesting. It is interesting, isn't
2: it? Yeah. This was the
3: only game in which any of those three appeared for Leeds. Yeah. In a first-team capacity, which is interesting.
2: Mm. However, it, it seems to have been quite a boon <laughs>
3: to
1: their career. Yeah. It's like a, a big favor for them, isn't it?
2: Well. it it stood them whatever they did in their time at Leeds must have uh, impressed Cardiff City
1: yeah because come December 2017 the Maccay so having been
2: surplus to requirements at Doncaster Mm. in the
1: League 1 and then moved up to Leeds who were
2: trying to push towards the top end of the championship yeah and playing well two of them played once and one of them played nonce
1: (laughs) that's that's the right yeah (laughs) nonce did you just say nonce
2: Yes, that's
3: that's what happens when you... That's that's zero. Yes, that's what you meant. Yeah, Yeah, so they both terminated the Leeds contracts December 2017. Yep. And then, boy, did we make a mistake because no sooner sooner have we done that than Cardiff City, Premier League, Neil Warnock's Premier League Cardiff City swooped. Came straight in, two and a half year deal. Bang, there you go, lads. Bloody hell, Michael. (laughs) Do you know how many games to play for Cardiff? Oh, is it not many?
1: It's none. Uh, Anyway, on to more serious matters because um, Jack, through the agency that they work for, is now more recently known for helping to arrange the flight for Emiliano Sala that took him to Cardiff and yes. ultimately cost him his life.
3: Yeah, so the the Mackay, there's a, another Mackay brother who is an agent. So there's the two that are... Because Willie
1: Willy wasn't actually an agent um, towards the end, was he, like, of this all happening? He'd stepped away from that. He'd been forced to step away due yes. to bankruptcy is what had happened. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah,
2: he was disqualified rather than <laughs> stepping away. I think yeah. one caused one the other...
3: But fortunately, Mark, his other son, was an an agent at this time. And his dad may have helped
2: him with with a few bits. And some knowledge in that. Well, it's a fine footballing family with a lot of uh, of knowledge and experience. Heritage. Football heritage, yes. And yes, they were involved in um, Emiliano Salah's ill-fated flight. But Paul Mackay is still playing, though, at a very high level. Yes, the third
3: tier of Scottish football.
2: Mm -hmm. Queen of the
1: South, is it?
3: Uh, Yes, Jack is at Ashton United, which is the seventh tier of English football. Billy Whitehouse is at Charlie, which is the
2: sixth tier of English football. Yeah, and it's um, it's, I can't remember if uh, Jack was perhaps injured at the time and had he been fit and available for the sort of match, Gary Monk was going to throw all three Mm. of these, uh, they call them Nepo babies now, don't they? Chuck all three of them in to his team alongside, I mean, we had uh, Matt Grimes, who was his mate from Swansea. So there was already, you know, Gary Monk Monk had enough on accommodating Matt Grimes, Kyle Bartley and Pablo Hernandez, who he'd all brought in as his old mates from Swansea. He's like, I'm trying to get this gang together. Meanwhile, you have the Doncaster contingent all getting involved. And this seemed to be uh, very much a way of saying, well, well, I mean, didn't say, uh, Matt Grimes didn't really advertise himself very well in this game, but um, perhaps saying that uh, the Mackay's and uh, Billy Whitehouse are not at the level of, because Billy Whitehouse being a winger, I guess he took Pablo Hernandez's place yep. in the first team, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, Paul Mackay at centre-back in for Kyle Bartley. So mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a difference in, in quality, perhaps, that sometimes, I'm not saying Massimo Cellino Cholino as chairman, but, w- didn't, was not a, was, a, was some kind of blundering idiot um, who didn't know what was going on. I just feel like from time to time, Chilino needed things really spelling out to him, preferably before lunch. Mm. And this was a lunchtime kickoff, if I remember correctly, so you're getting him probably at his sharpest. <laughs> anyway. And you just need to show him <laughs> the scene because I can imagine the conversations behind the scenes. It's like, yeah, Willie's son, both his sons, <laughs> when in the scene. Is that, well... I can put them in the team. Look. Put them in the team.
3: Credit I know we'll come on to the game in a bit but just to talk a bit more about about Mackay's performance in this. You can you could tell very early on he had the opinion that it, the less I have the ball, the less it will stand out that I can't play football. So as soon as he got it, square pass to yep. someone. Keeper. I, I don't even try and kick it if I try and kick it far, square ball if you like. If I try and kick it far, I might miskick it. Mm. If I try and run with it, I'll look stupid.
2: Just Keep get rid of the fucking thing. Hot
1: Potato. Sutton's team. Let's talk about them as well. So they were managed by Paul Doswell, Ian Baird, Beddy's Baird. Bairdie's gonna get you as his assistant, former League United hero from the uh, well, he played half of the promotion campaign in eighty nine ninety didn't before he was sold, but he helped to get us up anyway by scoring goals for uh, Middlesbrough was it that he went to afterwards? hmm Yes. Um anyway, he said after the sorry, before the game rather, uh, if they played this game ten times that Leeds would win nine out of ten. Uh, but it depends on the side that Gary Monk puts out. Hey, um, and also mentions that the pitch gives them an advantage. And the yeah, it was, a, it was games. a 3G pitch. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't real grass, which is which is a great leveler, as the kids would say.
3: Yeah, they've since been promoted and had to had to dig it up. But um, yeah, at, at this point, because they were non-league, they were they were still allowed to play on it, and they had um, some mates, Luke Ailing,
1: in yeah. that team. So it Craig Eastwood? Is the kid who was in their midfield, uh, a former teammate of Ailing and Bartley? They were all in Arsenal's Youth Cup winning side, as was Rory Deacon. Who uh, I've, I managed to find
3: a picture of the two of them in a. Uh, if you're on the video, of this will get Lee to put this picture up. But yes, you can see a young, a young Luke Ayling on the front row and Rory Deacon on the back next to uh, the big the big goalkeeper.
1: They did have a bit of pedigree in their midfield in the form of Nicky Bailey, who had been paid for by uh, Middlesbrough. 1.4 million from Charlton some years back, 2010. That's exciting. Yeah, but- and he wasn't old,
3: he just had, had some injuries and. Kind of dropped, dropped down the leagues a little bit.
1: And let's um talk about the uh, the comedy fat man on the bench, shall we? <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, so old Wayne Shaw. He, he didn't... he when he was fairly conspicuous in this game, because he's like a man in his mid-40s who weighs about 20 stone on the bench, which you don't see every day, dear. But he, he came became more famous when they played Arsenal in the next round and he ate a pie on the bench and was sub- subsequently banned for contravening some
2: betting rules. Yeah, he was paid mm. by a betting company to eat a pie on the bench. When it turned to... It was like the magic of the cup. Is like, oh, look at that! What ordinary fella on the bench, and he's playing in the FA Cup. Isn't that great? And then uh, the next round's like, oh, ordinary fella being paid loads of money by a yeah, gambling yeah. firm.
1: It was it was the sun's gambling thing as well, just mm-hmm. to make it worse. Um, to the game itself, then, uh, in many ways, this was perhaps the least interesting thing about this day. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, sort of a histony vibe in terms of there was water on the camera lens, possibly a shed somewhere, you know, with the cameras in it, all that kind of jazz.
3: Yeah, it was. It looked like a defeat quite early on, as soon as you as soon as you're looking through the distorted image on the on the T V, yeah. you're getting your first look at Billy Whitehouse and um Mackay on the ball and you're going, mm, mm. okay, this isn't this is not necessarily gonna be a good day
2: for us. Yeah, I sort of remember feeling quite cross as if it was like um whatever Gary Monk was doing putting these players in our team was depriving us of a decent cup run and um also I mean a lot of fans have gone. People would paid to travel to mm. Bloody Sutton. I suppose you get to see in bed, which is nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it had that definitely that feeling from early on. It's like, oh, this is just going to be an awful day.
3: It was one of those days as well where Leeds managed to turn someone who's just having a solid non-league lower league career into a world beater for the day because Rory Deacon, who's the the former teammate of Ailing, just absolutely destroys us in this. He's just he's just running at us and shooting at us, and it's just it's him against Sylvester in the first half. Yeah. Forces a couple of good saves from him. He has a goal ruled out for offside. So we saw this coming. It was not a smash and grab in this game. They were better. We for gave, more or less the we whole gave thing. Them,
1: gave them the weapons to do it. We had a chance with Dallas in the first half as well. Uh, ball over the top. Tried to put it over the keeper. Didn't work. Half time.
3: <laughs> Useless. <laughs> still... it'll never, it'll never, nothing will ever ever come of that boy.
1: And they took the lead early in the second half. Uh, was it fifty two minutes or thereabouts? It's a classic of the
3: era. Is this for Leeds? Well, I suppose it's not this era because we were generally a lot the, the, the era being nineteen nineteen to now. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, I suppose it was. A, there's a bit before, a bit before Monk, and a bit after was like this: just a ball over the top and a goalkeeper and causing chaos.
2: Mm. well, yeah, I mean, Rob Green was very good for us, particularly in the second half of this season. But he was not playing in this match.
1: No. Yeah. Uh, so there's this ball over the top should have been dealt with really. Out comes Silvestri.
2: yeah
1: I
3: think Mackay should deal with it first but he's remembered if he has to kick it it'll look bad. So he tries to leave it to Coyle and then Silvestri comes through out of nowhere calling for it as well. It ends with all three of them just in the corner of the box all failing to get the ball. Well, they have a couple of kicks. It's Deacon first of all takes it past um, Silvestri has a bit of a kick and goes down then someone else is fouled by Coyle and eventually the penalty is given. It's pretty soft. Mm. it's bordering on a dive I would say but
2: it's sort of put without mis- misery though didn't yeah it? it was one of those we go Pfft. yeah that, that's of going to be the goal yeah,
1: yeah um, penalties taken puts it in Sylvester goes the wrong way 73 minutes then good got solid um, got on the man taking the penalty as well of Collins <laughs> fast forward and look,
3: it's, so it's lead, just, it's, just it? got, it's got a real non-league vibe to it he's not don't be wrong he's not fat by any
1: normal standards but when you see when you saw how like Bielsa's how thin Bielsa's leads were you go bloody hell they were emaciated compared to these lads
3: yeah you, Premier League you either get like Adama Traore to Brendan Aronson don't you with n- different ways of having no mm. fat on you whereas this guy is just you know he enjoys his Fridays it's,
2: <laughs> it's not Paul Butler's game anymore is it no,
1: no. so I was say 73 minutes that's the end of Billy Whitehouse at Leeds gets replaced by Kamar Roof mm. um, no, never see no. Billy Whitehouse again no no, well, I mean some people did. The, you were indeed, the, the, yeah. the people
3: of various on-league clubs and where then, he, he um, would play trade. Not tread. long
1: after we went fully Leeds, didn't we, and that's when Liam Cooper gets a second yellow. The end of Liam Cooper at Leeds. Absolutely. Uh, could have been. What deserved? Yes. Um, it was it was a yellow card. Anyway, we're out very Leedsy. Uh and Monk took responsibility for it, which is fair enough I suppose, but
2: Yeah, he wasn't pinning this on the group, was he?
1: No, uh, made a lot of changes didn't work backfired
2: he said. Everything uh, didn't go right. that's what led to the defeat and the poor performance I'm the one who made all those changes so it's for me to take it on the chin
1: and then some generic speak about mentality not a good loser blah 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 we
2: didn't want to see this happen but it has
1: Um, do you think the message to the board if that's what it indeed it
3: was do you think it worked? a bit I mean this is a couple of days before the window shut isn't it so Mm. there wasn't much time but we did get Pedraza and um, bring him back bring him home Mo Barrow in on loan which was yeah P- Pedraza was alright Barrow was not and we were linked after the, uh, yeah, after I saw the this, game we've... saw this in the reports from uh, with, in the Gary Monk quotes it was saying in recent days Leeds have been linked with Ashley Fletcher and Sergi Canos Canos
1: ah, there what, you could, go.
3: what could have been what that little bell end playing for us <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: is there a perception that this kind of derailed the season somewhat I, I feel like that's almost entered into the
3: the story of this game but it didn't it didn't really come to pass because we won the game after then we did lose at Huddersfield after that and then at home to Cardiff but we always kind of lost those games and then we, we were alright again we did recover but then we got to April and everything went
1: completely to shit so <laughs> again all very lazy. we took what was it five points from the seven games towards the end of the season yeah, yeah I mean that was the bit that went wrong
2: there was a lot of complications at this time because there was um, we mentioned before about Radvitzani coming in and there was the deal that if we'd been promoted then Radvitzani and Chilino were going to stay as 50-50 owners in the Premier League but if we stayed down it would go 100% to Radvitzani. So that started raising his head. And this was also the season when Chilino had started it by saying that if we didn't get promoted, we would get 10% of the season ticket money back. If we didn't make the playoffs, we got 25%. I think that was the deal. Yeah, something like that, wasn't it? I yeah. thought it was more. I don't know. It Basically, there was a, a lot of money coming back to season ticket holders if we didn't make the playoffs. Um, so that was the one good thing about missing out on the playoffs,
1: and well, the good thing about missing out on the next round of the cup because it was Arsenal that Sutton got. I mean, I know the, the numbers might have changed according to um, which teams mm-hmm. went through, but even still, if you you know take it as true to form that we would have been the same ball number. Yeah. Would
3: you not have not fancied Arsenal in the, an Arsenal in the FA Cup for a bit <sighs> we, of a change? Well, the, yeah, just to make sure we'd have
2: Liverpool in the Coke cup, yeah. cup, the Coke Cup. The was it Carling at this point? Who knows? Milk the Cup. Milk. Yeah, the Milk Cup. The Milk Cup. <laughs> Um, so we've had one big rep.
1: And Ars- an Arsenal's reserves, a bit stronger than the Mackay House axis um, and beat them 2-0 in the next round. They ended up, what, finishing mid-table in the National League and then they got promoted to the Football League not long after, in 20- 2021. I suppose that means pitch had to come up then. They did, but they've, I did find this little bit of information they've kept that
3: penalty spot that that, that it was scored from. And that's now And That lives behind the bar, apparently. A little, a little bit of history
1: the, that
2: they little kept. Bit
3: of, a little bit of history. So that's nice for you. We live on.
2: <laughs> we gave you some AstroTurf in your pub. What a weird thing to have. I could handle it if it was grass. <laughs> but a, a, a bit of 3G <laughs> turf. It's the same bit though, because grass is
3: always
1: changing, isn't it? Whereas at least you can say, no, that is the actual spot.
2: Legendary. Mm.
1: Legendary indeed. There you go. Yes. That is a TSB guide to Leeds losing at Sutton. Hope you enjoyed. And hopefully, as we recorded this ahead of Leeds playing Aquinton Stanley, we don't repeat the... Uh, we the- warding off the ghosts. Absolutely. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast.